1: To the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy best friends forever.
2: What's up and welcome inside the Fantasy Best Friends Forever Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. You guys know the deal. If Greg Sussman's not here, I'm not going to sing by myself. He just brings that bass, that raspiness to the song. I can't sing without my guy, Greg Sussman. I'm not going to go solo on this one. Greg Sussman will be here at some point today. He's not here right now. but to hold down the fort and start the show. It is yours truly, Frank Stamford. Interesting day today, we have the Jets versus the Browns. My J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 big game tonight. I wanted to let Greg Sussman know this, and I will once he gets here, but I'll be watching the game with our former best friend forever tonight, Michael Florio, in town, in New York City, here for his brother's wedding. Uh, so make sure you check out the, uh, the Twitter machine tonight. You know, I might, I might try and do something with Michael Florio, whether it's a periscope, I don't know, I'll see what we can do, see if we can make something happen. But that's tonight. Uh, we'll have a little bit of a Jets versus Browns preview later on in the show from a betting perspective, from a fantasy perspective. Uh, we have some player props that I think are very interesting for tonight. Uh, even if you're not getting you know great odds on those, you know, making money doesn't hurt, whether it's you know minus 160, minus 150, it doesn't matter as long as you're making m- uh, money, that's all that counts. So, uh, we'll get into a few of those player props later on. I just published my Week 3 Fantasy Football Rankings on RotoExperts.com with five players that I am higher on in the industry this week in Week 3, more so than the rest of the industry. So you can check that out. That's up on RotoExperts.com. And you don't have to pay for it. It's free. I've also tweeted it out. It's pinned to the top of my Twitter machine, uh, so you can check that out. Um, we will also have Virginia Zakis of Inside Injuries on later on in the show to talk about the Week 3 injuries. I mean, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on this week in terms of injuries. uh, We need to know what's going on with Leonard Fournette and TJ Yeldon. It's come out today that both of those guys are expected to practice. Then we have guys randomly popping up. T.Y. Hilton, Dalvin Cook, what's the news with him? Marquise Goodwin, a great matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs. So we'll figure out what's happening with those guys. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, Josh Gordon, a big name as well. So we'll get into all those injuries with Virginia Zakis of Inside Injuries Later on in the show, so we have week three rankings. We have inside injuries with Virginia Zakis, and we will get into the Browns versus the Jets later on in the show. And as you see, the big beautiful head of Greg Sussman passed right by the camera. I did it. Didn't something I. that he criticizes the fantasy executive Corey Parson for all the time. Why you walk in front of the camera, Corey? Mr. Sussman's gonna have to handle this business. You, and you Greg know- just walks. Right I thought,
0: in front I, thought I went of the under the camera. It. I thought I went under it. <laughs> you and walked I, I right it. past it. I really thought I went under it. I'm, I'm sorry.
2: Greg, I'll have you know that I didn't sing without you because I didn't think that I can carry I the singing. I agree. Uh, if you want to start over, we Bivona, can sing together I, now.
0: Pavona, can we start over, please? Yeah. I th- it, to throw it it, out it, it's kind of important to start over. I, <laughs> I, I feel like I missed it. Best friends forever. Best friends forever. Fantasy Best Friends Forever.
1: Fantasy, best friends forever.
0: do 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 do, 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 do 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 Yo this is the fantasy best friends forever here in the Fantasy Sports Radio Network alongside Frank Stample I am Greg Sossman. Frankie, what's been going on in the last two minutes that I missed?
2: I basically uh, filibustered and previewed the show for the past five, six minutes. <laughs> I told everybody it was,
0: dude, it was two and a half minutes. <laughs>
2: You walked in at 1206. Right, so you woke on at 1203. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. The last three minutes, whatever. I've been, uh, I've just been telling people what we're going to talk about today. My week three rankings are up. I've plugged that. Uh, shout out to com. Ding. I've also mentioned that we're going to have Virginia Zakis on to talk about the yes. injuries for week three. Yes. I said that we're going to talk about Thursday night football from a betting perspective. We got yes. player props. We'll talk about which fantasy guys are viable for tonight. Um, maybe take some calls, and yeah. that's pretty much it. That's, that, that, that's
0: pretty much it. Did you miss me yesterday?
2: Uh, of course. But filling in admirably was our guy, Mike Blewett. Yeah. Special guest host, who actually, for the first time, you know, normally we have people in studio or someone who might be joining me filling in for you or right. vice versa. Right, right. They don't like to sing. Mike Ble- Blewett was all for it. Also- he sang. Hmm. It was awesome. Interesting. Well, I also mentioned that I don't know if you know this. It's a big game tonight. Jets versus Browns, obviously. Huge. Huge. It's going to be huge. Right. I'll be watching it with Michael Florio. Really? Yes. So I was not invited. You're invited now. Oh, I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you're not coming out to. That's Brooklyn. called a half-ass invite if I've ever seen. No, I was gonna, I was gonna invite you on the show. That, that is, was, that is a. As, part of the. That is as half-ass as it the gets. allure of Michael Florio. That is as half-ass. I was going as it gets. to invite you on the show. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You won't be there. No, of course I won't. After this, you're not coming out to Brooklyn. Obviously, I like Brooklyn. First of all. Second of all,
0: half-ass invite. I'm
2: out. All right. I mean. When's the next time you're going to see Michael Florio? Uh, hopefully soon. I was talking with Florio yesterday. <laughs> All right. We'll see what happens. I was, I, was, I was talking with him yesterday. How was your day yesterday, Greg? What uh, was the first thing you ate? Cheese. Cheese! mozzarella cheese. Lots of cheese. Yeah. Okay. What it was,
0: you know. I ate some chips, some sandwiches. You know Anything else? Yeah, Not really. It was right. fine. Like, the day was fine. Like, you, go to, you go to Temple, you kind of just fast, you play games. You just let time go by. That's what it was.
2: All right. Are you happy to be back?
0: I'm always happy to be back. i, I be next to you. Duh. Absolutely. I love it. <laughs> totally love it. Totally love it. What do you got? Um, all right. So, so as Frank mentioned on the show today, um, his rankings are out. They're up at Are they free? Yes, sir. They are absolutely free, so you can go take a look at that. I know a lot of you guys have been asking us trade questions. Frank and Mike did a fantastic trade show yesterday, and today... We'll continue with that, no doubt, and, of course, get to the injuries uh, and get to the betting stuff later on in the program. But as we begin today, um, I want us to go back to Pittsburgh, where we kind of left off a couple days ago. Now, Antonio Brown was disciplined, whatever that means. Maybe he doesn't start, something like that. Um, But it seems like all water under the bridge, and I have a feeling he'll be very, very involved on Monday night uh, against Tampa Bay. But it hasn't stopped people from throwing out A.B. trade offers, throwing out Le'Veon Bell trade offers. So that's where we want to start. We received an offer uh, on Twitter from Patrick Bell. And Patrick asks us, would you give up Antonio Brown, Melvin Gordon, and Tevin Coleman, monster trade offer, for Julio Jones, Alvin Kamara, and Joe Mixon? This is just a monstrosity.
2: Yeah, this is a huge trade. I don't know how a team would have ended up with Julio Jones and Alvin Kamara on the same team unless it was some kind of keeper or dynasty league. Uh, But... Basically, I told Patrick that I wouldn't do this trade. He asked myself, you, and the fantasy Taz, Jim Day. Yep. Um, To me, AB and Melvin Gordon for Julio and Alvin Kamara is a wash. I would say Antonio Brown is still the best player in this deal, in my opinion, um, I don't know, man.
0: Kamara's amazing. He
2: is. He is. So is but, Bob Gordon. But Mark Ingram is coming back. I'm just going to throw that out there. That's true. And for what it's worth, Alvin Kamara, his rushing efficiency has gone way down this year. He's something like 3.6 yards per carry after averaging 6.1 yards per carry a year ago. So well, maybe that wasn't sustainable, huh? Yeah, but we didn't think it would drop by this much. And okay. I think they're feeling that, okay, Mark Ingram, we know what he's good at. He's going to be the runner on early downs. I don't think it decreases Alvin Kamara's value that much, but um. Yeah, I look, Melvin Gordon's a top-five running back uh, for fantasy purposes. I think we know that now. I don't know why we needed more assurance from Melvin Gordon, but the way he started the season. uh, So I think A.B. and Melvin Gordon for Julio and Alvin Kamara is a wash. Um, And then me personally, I don't like trading for injured players. This is something we spoke about yesterday on the show. I don't know if you feel differently about it, if you're an injury optimist, Greg, but... Joe Mixon, even being a young player, the fact that he has arthroscopic surgery mid-season, they say he's only going to miss like two or three weeks. I'm not really buying that. I think it might be closer to a month. Well, that, was, well, that wasn't the latest,
0: right? It's not yeah. just arthroscopic knee surgery. He has a slight tear in his meniscus. That's like different than just having arthroscopic yeah. knee surgery. And we're going to ask Virginia about that coming up in a, in a few moments, right? I didn't include Joe Mixon. in What?
2: That. Sorry, Greg. Oh, my God.
0: This is I was happens. looking
2: at players that we wanted to this know is, about for week three. This is what
0: happens when I take a day off. It's unbelievable. You should, um, have, you should
2: have checked it out at night. I sent you the email. You un- were on it. Believable.
0: Joe Mixon. Emailing. Perhaps, him out. A, a dude that's a first round pick, a second round, whatever.
2: Not on the list. Yeah, but you're not starting him this week anyway. Like we'll be but able I to know, ask Virginia about Joe I Mixon. Next know, week as I want to know, I want well. to know how far how long he's gonna be out for. How do you feel about this trade? Because I I would like to try and hold on to Tevin Coleman by any means necessary right now. I agree. Because Devontae Freeman is just an absolute train wreck in terms of He's dealing with his knee injuries. That's been a thing for the past couple of years now. You have to worry about concussions with Freeman as well. Even if he returns, there's a very high chance that he re-injures himself. And every time that he's out, you'll see it the way that it's ranked this week. I have Tevin Coleman as a top 12 running back this week, Greg.
0: Yeah, I tend to agree with you, Frank. And that's kind of how I broke it down as well. If you just put in piece by piece, I think that's how you have to break it down. When you go uh, Antonio Brown and Julio Jones, which one would you rather have? I'm still going to choose Antonio Brown
2: at this moment. Julio Jones, less touchdowns this year than Austin Hooper has. Just saying. And less than Calvin Ridley, who was targeted in the red zone and scored a touchdown in the red zone, something Julio Jones cannot do. Antonio Brown's going to get his. I can promise you that. So I still want Antonio Brown over Julio Jones. Then you get to Melvin Gordon and Alvin Kamara,
0: kind of a wash. I'll slightly lean Kamara. I agree personally. And even if you slightly lean Julio over AB, fine. I'm gonna cool with that too. If, that, if that's your preference. Then you have Tevin Coleman and Joe Mixon, and Tevin Coleman. Well, I think the question becomes this: Who comes back first? Devontae Freeman, or Joe Mixon? I don't know if we know the answer to that because that's what we have to figure out. What I can tell you is right now, Tammy Coleman's healthy and Joe Mixon's not. Arthroscopic knee surgery, we heard one to two weeks. Slight tear of meniscus, that's three to four weeks. I'm not an injury expert. I'm not Virginia. But that's a three to four week thing. You're looking at week six, seven, potentially, before Joe Mixon returns. When it comes to Devontae Freeman, missed last week. He's going to miss this week. It's going to be his next week, too. I mean, that's just a fact. I'm a healthy guy, so I'm not doing this. I'm taking Tevin Coleman.
2: I agree. We're on the same page here, Greg. That we are. That we are.
0: Um, I want you to get to the stat of the day next because I wasn't here yesterday to talk about our waivers, and I told you I was going to claim Ronald Jones. I did. He's on my team. I want you to read your stat of the day right
2: now. So we all know Peyton Barber has not been good. That's very obvious. But what we do look for in fantasy is... Volume and opportunity, and that's exactly what Peyton Barber has seen so far. 74% of the running back opportunity share in Tampa Bay. That's the 10th highest among all running backs this season, and he faces a Steelers defense on Monday night that has allowed 4.8 yards per carry this season. I have him ranked, at, I have him ranked inside my top 24 in standard right now. I understand in PPR, he's going to be lower. He's just going to be a solid flex option. But uh, in standard, where we just look four yards and the possibility of scoring a touchdown, I think Peyton Barber is a high-end flex, borderline low-end RB2 this week.
0: So, so here's the thing with Peyton Barber, and I, I knew this. And I think if you watch the games, you, you see Peyton Barber's out there every play. He's literally on the field every play, 74% of the plays to be exact. But he has not been effective. No matter what, man. I understand the Eagles are a very good rushing defense, and I understand the Saints. People think you know their defense should be better than it is. However, he's been bad, and Jaquiz Rogers also bad. And as high powered as his Bucks offense has been, I recognize the reason that Barber and Rogers are still the running backs are because of pass blocking. Like if you could block, them, if you could block as a running back for Ryan Fitzpatrick to. Get it down the field, you're going to stay out there. That's why Peyton Barber and your Chris Rogers continue to start over Ronald Jones. However, when you look long-term, at some point, this team is going to be, need to be able to run the football. And right now, Peyton Barber has not been able to do that. I completely understand, Frankie, you having it in your top 24 this week. Pittsburgh's been terrible on the defensive end. I get it. And he plays 75% of the snaps. I get it. Ronald Jones is the long-term play. I know you were on him in the preseason. I think there's something here. I don't know if you need to stash him now. I don't know if you want to. But if you can, I still think at some point it's going to pay dividends for you.
2: I don't mind him as a stash. I wouldn't drop anything of significant value right now, even if you have um, a high-end running back and you have his handcuff. I don't know that I'm dropping that either. But if you're in a deeper league and you have some bench spots available or you just have someone who's rotting away that you're never going to use, not even throughout bye weeks or anything, there's worse things that you could do than pick up Ronald Jones who... You know, if he were to get the opportunity to start because of Peyton Barber's ineffectiveness, then there's a chance that he does have upside. So I don't mind that call on stashing Pey- um, stashing Ronald Jones. But yeah, this is just for this week, week three against the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's a much better matchup than anything he's faced to this point. The Eagles through two seasons now have been phenomenal against the run and stopping running backs. So I'm not really holding Peyton Barber 16 for 22, which is a very, very bad line. I'm not really holding that against him. Uh, in week one, 19 rushes for 69 yards, 3.6 yards per carry against the Saints. The Saints have been pretty good against the run so far this year as well. Uh, I think he bounces back in a big way on Monday night against the Steelers.
0: All right, we'll see if that ultimately comes to fruition. I mentioned the Steelers at the top. I told you I was also picking up James Washington, giving all, given all the problems surrounding Antonio Brown. Do you think that, as I mentioned at the top, that's now water under the bridge and James Washington's not needed to be owned at this point? Are you still holding on?
2: In deeper leagues, I think it makes sense. I think he is a, I'm not going to say similar case to like Ronald Jones from like the wide receiver position. Well, I, I, I think it is. But if anything happens to Juju or Antonio Brown, Washington he, right he up. instantly steps in as like a high end wide receiver three. Mm-hmm. And we know what his upside is. We saw that in the preseason. He can make contested catches. He can get behind the defense. The Steelers just know how to draft wide receivers, Greg. <laughs> Antonio Brown, Mike Wallace, Juju Smith-Schuster, um, James Washington now, Martavis Bryant, although he hasn't worked out, you know, since his early going in, you know, in his NFL career, the Steelers know how to draft wide receivers. So I, I'm going to take that um, and say, I think James Washington is a stash, but similar to Ronald Jones, I'm not dropping anything of value. I did in my home league, however, pick him up uh, for $2 out of 100 on waivers uh, this week. Uh, I don't remember who I dropped. I can look into that, but it was... Likely somebody who doesn't have a lot of value.
0: Probably not. Probably not. Did you well, pick him up anywhere? I picked up James Washington, the same lead I picked up Ronald Jones.
2: Ooh, so stash on the upside, Greg.
0: Yeah, you know, this team's actually not good, and this is an
2: issue for me. I dropped, I dropped Dante Pettis. So how do you feel about that? I you you about dropped that. Dante Pettis Yeah, Marquis Goodwin should be back I this week. I think Goodwin's going to be back this week, and he's in line for a great matchup as well against this Kansas City Chiefs secondary. Greg, call me crazy. I have Jimmy Garoppolo ranked as my number two quarterback this week. Really? Well, we have Buy inside matchups.
0: We have inside injuries coming up next. When we come back, we'll talk to Virginia. I also want to get into Frank's matchups because or Frank's rankings, rather, because Ryan Fitzpatrick, not one or two, Jimmy Garoppolo, is one or two. Let's talk about that in a bit. Stick around. The BFFs continue on after this.
1: DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice.
0: With you, fantasy best friends forever here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, rockin' and rollin'. The jazz hands there, huh?
2: Boy, he's hmm. a little bit of a little bit of scrub,
0: BetDSI is celebrating 20 years as the industry's biggest and safe as betting site. They have great customer service, fast, easy payment of winnings. You can play virtually every sport at BetDSI with hundreds of wagering options, including live and game wagering on all major sporting events, where you can make your play at any time during the game. Using promo code FNTSY, BetDSI is offering up to a $1,000 bonus on your first deposit. So use promo code FNTSY and try BetDSI.com. That's BetDSI.com. The promo code is FNTSY. Head on over and start winning today. And with that, it's the time of the week where we like to bring in our good friend over at Inside Injuries. This is Virginia Zakis. Good morning, Virginia.
3: Good morning. How are y'all doing?
0: I'm doing, I was doing all right uh, until I realized that because I wasn't around yesterday, Frank sent you the list of players uh, and he didn't include Joe Mixon. So
2: I'm doing mediocre.
3: We can talk about him if you want. I'm ready.
0: Because Virginia's always ready.
2: That's right. That's why, that's why she passed. I was testing her. That's and why She passed the test, Greg. That was it all along.
0: This is why I always want to talk to Virginia and not Dr. Ray. Because Dr. Ray would have been like, I, I don't know. Virginia's like, I'm ready.
2: I love it. Dr. Ray would have been picking out his seats for the, uh, for the Falcons games. Exactly.
0: Exactly. So, Virginia, let me start with Joe Mixon. He, an, he had arthroscopic knee surgery, so we were told. Then it comes out yesterday. He has a slight tear in his meniscus. Is it the same thing? How long is he out for?
3: Um, yes, it is the same thing when he originally got hurt, we predicted a meniscus tear. Then that report came out that they were actually just cleaning up a particle in his knee. Then they said, actually, no, it was a meniscus tear. So based on that, we're showing a seven week optimal recovery time. Um, a lot of players return much sooner than that generally around four weeks um, but right now he's a high injury risk and if he re- if he does return in four weeks, he's going to still be a high injury risk until he gets closer to that seven week mark. It's just easily it's an easily aggravated injury and um, it often leads to other little minor injuries to the lower body as well if they if a player returns too soon from something like this
2: Boom, Greg, don't trade for Joe Mixon and that's why I use 30 percent of your fab on Giovanni Bernard. Something that you disputed with me the other day. A lot of money. A lot of fake money. Like Max says, you can't take it with you, Greg. You can't take it with you. Max is absolutely right about that. um,
0: Marlon Mack, I'm a Jordan Jordan Wilkins owner. Frank just told me off the air, do not start him this week. But maybe Marlon Mack won't play. He came back from a hamstring injury, then seemed to hurt himself Multiple areas on that leg. We talk a lot when it comes to Leonard Fournette. When it talks about Joe Mixon here uh, just a second ago, how one leg injury seems to lead to another. How serious is the latest injuries to Marlon Mack?
3: Yeah, so he's listed right now with foot and hamstring injuries. He didn't practice uh, yesterday. Not sure if he's practicing today or not, but best guess is he doesn't. Um, He was still an elevated injury risk. Entering week two, despite getting cleared, now he's back to a high injury risk. So even if he is cleared to play, I would not uh, put him in your lineups this week. It would be very risky, um, and it sounds like this hamstring is something that's going to linger for, for a
0: while. So there, I, that sounds like I play Jordan Wilkins.
2: Yeah, but he's going up against that vaunted Eagles defense, which is very good against running backs, as I showed you with Peyton Barber's line. Not that Peyton Barber's the greatest running back of all time, but neither is Jordan Wilkins. Okay. Virginia, I want to ask you about Dalvin Cook. What's the latest with him? Because I've seen conflicting reports that he didn't practice yesterday, and now I'm I'm searching him on Twitter saying that he is practicing. So what's the latest on Dalvin Cook with the hamstring injury? They're going up against the Bills in a game where they are 17-point favorites. So if there was ever a game where they can rest Dalvin Cook, it would be this game. Uh, Is that the decision that the Vikings should make this week?
3: Yes, they definitely should rest in this week. Um, the absolute minimum optimal recovery time for a hamstring strain is two weeks. They originally said it was just cramping, but, um, we didn't buy it. Of (laughs) course, if it was just cramping, he would have practiced yesterday and he didn't. Um, so they're calling him day to day. I think it's very unlikely he plays this week. He shouldn't play, um, These soft tissue injuries like this are also pretty common when a player is coming back from a serious injury like a torn ACL. Um, The knee is fully recovered. The ligament is intact, totally fine. But the rest of the body just sometimes needs a little bit of time to catch up. So I think that's what we're seeing here. Um, But I think he'll be good to go by week four.
0: All right, so week four. So basically exactly what you said, Frank, right? Like if there's ever a week to give Dalvin Cook off, it's right now against Buffalo, which makes Latavius Murray, certainly a DFS, a very, very probable I was just going to bring it up
2: $5,200 on FanDuel this week, so I'm sure he will be the chalkiest of chalk plays if Latavius Murray, I mean, if Dalvin Cook is out. But for season-long purposes, again, if you own Latavius Murray, he's instantly a top 15 running back. This Definitely, week. absolutely. And talking about backup running backs, we were talking with Virginia Zakis from Inside
0: Injuries. Last week, we, I thought at least, in FanDuel, like, TJ Yeldon was pretty chalky. Like He didn't cost all that much. Leonard Fournette was out, and I played TJ Yeldon. didn't exactly work out as I was hoping it would, um, but it seemed chalky to me. Now, going into this week, Leonard Fournette is practicing, and TJ Yeldon isn't. What's the latest on the backfield in Jacksonville, Virginia?
3: So it sounds like Yeldon did actually return to practice today, but we don't have any sort of an official practice status, whether he was limited or full. Um, So maybe trending in the right direction. His ankle injury does sound pretty minor, um, but even so, we're showing a two-week optimal recovery time. So right now, his health performance factor is below average, meaning um, don't expect too much from him if he is active this weekend. Um, Leonard Fournette has improved from high risk to elevated risk because he missed last week, which was definitely the right decision. Um, We're showing he can return this weekend. Will be an elevated injury risk, which is also what he was before the season started, because of his history of foot and ankle injuries. So there's always going to be some risk when Fournette takes the field, um, but he he is improving, and his hamstrings should uh, should hold up well enough for him to get the start this weekend.
2: And Greg, I will let you know that Leonard Fournette, if he plays this week, I think you instantly get him back in your lineup. I have him as a high-end RB2 going up against the Titans who allow 4.9 yards per carry and 134 rushing yards per game. They haven't allowed a rushing touchdown yet but based on that yards per carry and that rushing yardage per game numbers uh for the Titans defense i think it's a pretty good matchup for Leonard Fournette this week
0: yeah i think so too and i think Leonard Fournette are you are you buying him like would you make a trade offer for Leonard Fournette right now are you still kind of
2: you know how i felt about him all along and but now dalvin cook is banged up as well so i mean those were the two players a lot of people were debating were dalvin yeah. cook and leonard fournette i will tell you um i wouldn't want to own leonard fournette without at least one of his backups. Okay. Elden or Corey Grant. All right. You okay, Virginia? Yeah. All
0: right, just making sure I heard something <laughs> I heard something banging on the side. I wanted to make sure I wanted to make sure you do oh, it. Okay? I don't know what that was. Virginia Zagas, inside injuries. We continue on. Uh, one more running back duel I want to mention before we move on to another position, and that is with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Darren Sproles did not play last week. I'm not sure of his status this week. Jay Ajayi gets hurt in week two. Misses most of the first half, comes back in the second half. The Eagles literally on Tuesday promote a running back from their practice squad. And there's varying reports when it comes to Ajayi's status for this Sunday. What is the latest on both Jay Ajayi and Darren Sproles?
3: So I think both players are looking much more doubtful than questionable. Um... He did return from that back injury, but it's pretty common when someone has something like this that it might seem minor, they get back in the game, and then it continues to bother them throughout the week. I think that's what we're looking at here. Um, didn't practice yesterday, doubt he practices today, and um, if you're one of his owners, I would plan for him to sit this week, but fortunately, if it is minor, I think he should be good to go by next week. He just might remain an elevated injury risk. Um Doug Peterson actually said that Darren Sproul's injury is going to take longer than Jay Ajayi's to return from. Um, He's dealing with a hamstring strain, which is a tough injury. Again, similar to Dalvin Cook, these soft tissue injuries, uh, muscular injuries, are pretty common when returning from something like a torn ACL. So definitely don't think you can count on Darren Sproul's. Um, Ajayi, I also don't think you can rely on, but probably looking a little better than Sproul's, and I think we can expect him back by next week.
2: So again, Greg, we spoke about for DFS purposes, uh, if Dalvin Cook is out for the Vikings and Latavius Murray instantly steps in, I think the same thing could be said for Corey Clement, who scored a touchdown last week, um, and he's $5,800 on FanDuel this week as well. So if Jay Ajayi, you know, if he's not able to suit up this week, and Darren Sproles certainly sounds like he's not going to be there uh, this week, and we'll see what happens after that. But Corey Clement showed off what he can do in the pass game, uh, and now they get Carson Wentz back. So I think overall the offense will look better. Corey Clement, a sneaky play this week for DFS. Virginia, I wanted to ask you about Marquise Goodwin, who's currently dealing with that deep thigh bruise. We know he didn't play last week. He was limited in practice yesterday, but he's going up against the Kansas City Chiefs, and this has the highest over under game total for the season so far 56 points expected from Vegas, um, and they have just been run all over the field by wide receivers. So we really need to know what's going on with Marquise Goodwin and how effective he will be if he's active in week three against the Chiefs.
3: Yeah, so he's dealing with a deep quad contusion. Normally when you hear contusion, you think something that will heal within around a week. Um, This is something that's really affecting the muscle in his quad. So we're showing a three-week optimal recovery time. Um, That means a return around week four would be the right decision. Um, especially for a speedy wide receiver like Goodwin. It just doesn't make sense to try to play through any sort of a quad injury unless he's you know, really feeling like he's 100%. Um, now, he was limited yesterday after not practicing at all last week, so he is trending in the right direction. But injury risk remains elevated, and his health performance factor is still at below average, which is a sign that he's really just not going to be anywhere near 100% by week three.
2: That sucks, Greg. Because yeah, obviously you want to get Goodwin in for this matchup. Yep. I think that's why I'm going to have him ranked as a lower wide receiver three because there's some right. volatility there. He can re-injure himself within the game, but also has that big upside where all he needs to do one is catch play. like one yard touchdown. And if there's any secondary he can do it against, it's the Kansas City Chiefs.
0: Of course, as you said, highest total of the season thus far in that game between the Chiefs and the Niners. Jimmy G. Patrick Mahomes one two in Frank's quarterback rankings. mundo, Greggy. Absolutely. It's amazing we've made it through half a segment now, Virginia, without mentioning Josh Gordon. And Josh Gordon... Comes over from Cleveland in the wild trade and the wild weekend he had. Um, and that he became official on Monday. Now, the Browns were upset he's not in shape. He's injured his hamstring a couple of times. Patriots have kind of alluded that he's going to be active this week. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's very active this week. What's the latest on Josh Gordon?
3: Yeah, so we're showing that he's still an elevated injury risk with a below-average health performance factor. He's now had issues with that hamstring twice in the last month or two. Um, that's never a good thing. We all know that hamstring strains are highly recurrent. Um, the good news is the MRI didn't show anything significant, so it does sound relatively mild. But even a mild hamstring strain um, with a you know speedy receiver like Josh Gordon can really have an effect on their game. So at this point, he really isn't someone you can trust Um, mainly due to his injury, but also because he's joining a new team. And we have no idea how they're going to use him. And if he's not in very good shape, that's going to even leave him at an even higher risk of suffering an injury, whether that's aggravating his hamstring or suffering a new injury this weekend.
0: So maybe we'll see him in a limited role, potentially, Frank, like certain packages. Maybe this is the last week you get Chris Hogan, then you trade him away, something like that.
2: Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking. Chris Hogan, I think, could still have a pretty big game here. We saw him used a lot more in the slot in Week 2 against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and that turned into fantasy production for Chris Hogan. So if he has another big game, which I think he is capable of doing this week, then maybe you try and go out there and shop him. As for Josh Gordon, look, it's going to take a few weeks, not only for him to get healthy, but to get acclimated in this offense, Greg. We know yep. the Bill Belichick Patriots offense is one of the most complex, one of the hardest to pick up, and he's not just going to be able to do it in a few days. That being said, he is the physical specimen where you can Tom Brady can say, "Hey, Josh, just go run down the field. I'm going to throw you a 50 50 ball, and we'll see what happens." So there's big upside. Again, basically, what the way we expect him to uh, expect his value for week three is what we expect for the season. Right? Like he still has big upside, but he also has an extremely low floor where he can basically give you nothing. So there's a lot of volatility with Josh Gordon. Still. No
0: question about it. Uh, just a ton. Would you start him this week?
2: It depends who your options are. I have him ranked outside my top 36. Yeah. So he's a wide receiver of four for me this week. He's extremely boomer bust. He can win you a week. He can lose you a week. I personally wouldn't want to depend on him in my lineup.
0: There you go. We're talking to Virginia Zakis over at Inside Injuries. Let's stick with the Browns, a current Brown at least. Jarvis Landry goes tonight against the Jets. He's never missed a game in his career, I believe. Does that streak continue
2: tonight?
3: Yeah, it's looking like he's going to play... Um, he was limited at practice all week, officially listed as questionable. Um, unfortunately, his knee injury comes with a two-week optimal recovery time. And, you know, with a quick turnaround, it just doesn't make sense for him to risk it this week. He's an elevated injury risk. Um, health performance factor is below average. So, again, I wouldn't expect too much from him if he is active tonight.
2: It's interesting because now he's going to get a lot of the target share with Josh Gordon out of town. And he has familiarity playing against the Jets defense uh, in a presser, Todd Bowles said that he thinks Jarvis Landry is one of the two or three best wide receivers in the game. Uh, so obviously, the Jets Stevens has been burned by Landry in the past. So it'll be interesting to see if he suits up how effective he is tonight. I still have him ranked as a wide receiver too, assuming that he goes. Virginia, I want to ask you about two Tennessee Titans because this is an extremely interesting situation right now. Marcus Mariota, the latest quote we have from, his, from him says, the nerve issue in his arm, quote, needs time to settle down. I don't know what that means exactly, so I'm going to ask you what does that mean for Marcus Mariota? When is he going to get back on the field? How much time does he need? And then on the other side of that, the running back position, Derek Henry was limited with a back injury yesterday at practice. If he were to miss time this week, we know that Deion Lewis would instantly see um, the brunt of the workload for the Tennessee Titans. So what's going on with Marcus Mariota and Derek Henry?
3: Yeah, So nerve issues are very tricky, especially when you're dealing with the quarterback's throwing arm, um, kind of like a concussion. You just really can't predict how long it's going to take to fully heal. Um, he said he still has tingling in two of his fingers and weakness in his hand. So if that continues through this weekend, which it very well could, um, I would not be surprised if he misses the game or if he tries to play and then quickly realizes it's just not going to work. Um, So we are showing a grade one injury, which is relatively mild, but again, you just, you can't predict a nerve issue. So I would consider him a game time decision, but not someone that you can really uh, trust this weekend. Um, Derrick Henry's uh, dealing with a back injury, seems relatively mild. He was limited yesterday. We're actually showing just a one week optimal recovery time um, and his health performance factor is above average, which means if he were to play this weekend, we think he could still do pretty well despite dealing with the back injury.
0: All right, so a little bit of love there uh, for Derek Henry. Just a minute remaining here, Virginia. So one last question for me. Hopefully it's quick. T.Y. Hilton, all good this weekend? Um,
3: yeah, I think he's going to be good. He's one of those players that kind of always seems to be banged up but often plays through injuries. It is a quad injury, which isn't good for, again, a wide receiver. Um, it can really slow you down, so he does have a below-average health performance factor. But I think he's going to tough it out and try to get out there this weekend
0: but I'll follow up because I have now 30 seconds remaining. Uh, real last question. Same same question with Larry Fitzgerald. He seemingly never misses a game. Will he be out there this weekend?
3: Yeah, again, I'm guessing same thing. He gets back out there. As long as he can get in a limited practice by Friday, I think we'll see him. Um, but it wouldn't be smart for him to play, honestly. He needs at least two weeks again for this hamstring to heal. It's an injury that's very easily re-aggravated.
2: So T.Y. Hilton and Larry Fitzgerald... I- T.Y. Hilton's already come out and said he expects to play. And then uh, for Larry Fitzgerald, Steve Wilkes has said the same thing. He expects Larry Fitzgerald to play. Uh, Obviously, a veteran knows what kind of pain tolerance, whatever he can tolerate throughout the game. Uh, Regardless, Larry Fitzgerald, not sure how great of a matchup it is going up against the Bears, who seemingly have a pretty good slot corner in Bryce Callahan. So um, I have Larry Fitzgerald outside my top 30 this week in my rankings.
0: There you go. Virginia Zagas, we appreciate the time as always. Let's do it again next week. Yep. Thanks, we, y'all. We appreciate it. When we come back, more in Frank's rankings, your calls, and, of course, what you need to bet on tonight in the Cleveland versus New York Jets week three Thursday night football matchup. It's a barn burner, folks. and We'll break it down when we come back. Stick around. More from your VFFs right after this.
1: Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only place to go for 24-7 fantasy sports advice. Once you download the FNTSY Sports Radio app, you'll get the most accurate experts and most entertaining programming in the fantasy sports world. Listen to great shows like Fantasy Football Frenzy. There you go right there, Goon Squad. Game time decisions. Good teams win, great teams cover. Fantasy Freestyle. You know what it is. And plenty more. Man download the FNTSY Sports Radio app on your iPhone and Android devices now and take the best fantasy sports talk wherever life leads you.
0: Need you by my side Goes every time we touch Head on over to DailyRotor.com, The site that has produced 7 million dollar winners and click on Go Premium. There you'll gain access to a line optimizer that will help you compose your daily fantasy rosters on both FanDuel and DraftKings. Not only has com produced seven millionaires, but it's produced millions more in winnings for its subscribers. And if it's sports wagering that you're into, click on the sports betting tab where you'll be able to use the same tools and algorithms that's produced all those winnings for money line picks, picks against the spread, game totals, player props, where you can capitalize player performances without having to worry about salary caps. That's DailyRotor.com. Click on Go Premium, the industry website where millionaires are made, quite literally. DailyRotor.com, promo code is F-N-T-S-Y. Frankie, you want to get in your rankings, bud? Yes, sir. All right. So, we have your rankings that are available right now, phone free at RotoExperts.com. You mentioned it earlier that the biggest jump at the quarterback position is Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, who is number two, the average consensus has him at number 11. You're buying into the hype at the highest scoring game on the card this weekend.
2: Yeah, it's exactly what I did last week as well. I had Big Ben as my number one quarterback, and I had Patrick Mahomes as my number two quarterback. Worked out. uh, And it worked out well, so I'm going back to the well there once again. Jimmy G, I know Jimmy G hasn't done it necessarily yet um, for fantasy purposes this year, but if there's ever a time where you're going to do it, it's going to be against the Kansas City Chiefs in a game with a 56-point total. Again, I can't, I can't reiterate that enough. I mean, this is the highest of the season, so a lot of points are expected to be scored here. Um, and there's a pretty good chance that the Chiefs get off to a hot start because the 49ers' defense isn't great either. And if that happens, that's just going to force Jimmy G to have to throw the ball. Very similar game to what we saw out of the Steelers a week ago where they go down big and then Big Ben literally yep. has to just march them back into it. I can see the same thing happening this week for Jimmy G. And I don't know, this. man.
0: Oh, so, I don't know, man. Like, the Steelers were obviously a mess last week, certainly on defense early in the game. Um, with both the Steelers this week and the Niners, like I don't know if they both get down early. Yeah, I, I don't know that that happens.
2: The That's Steelers the and happened. the
0: Niners? Separately, certainly. Steelers yeah. are Monday night away from Pittsburgh. Yeah, no, I, do, and I think East that Kansas game City. will be
2: closer. But the 49ers' defense, to me, is not great by any means. Sure. I mean, Matthew Stafford just you know, lit them up. So uh, I think I think there's a good chance that Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs get off to a hot start in this game. And, and maybe the 49ers bounce back quickly because this Chiefs' defense is not great. But there's going to be a lot of passing on both sides of the ball here. Maybe I'm a little bit too aggressive on Jimmy Garoppolo as my number two quarterback. I just think that I've seen enough from the Chiefs' defense both throughout the preseason and the, two, the, the first two weeks of the regular season that their secondary is just not good.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's fair. And I think also home opener for the Chiefs in Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, the whole deal. Uh, Casey, what's the spread in that one, Frank? Do you have that up?
2: I think the Chiefs are by something like 6.5 or 7. Yeah, Chiefs favored by 6.5, Greg.
0: You don't know what my favorite bet of the weekend is? I, haven't, I was going to show or show it until tomorrow. Tell me now if you want. It's you. Sure, tell me. I like Washington a lot. Plus three at home against Green Bay. It's not a bad one. I like Washington a lot this week.
2: Obviously, you like it a lot more. I just I hate those round numbers, three or seven. Like, right. Obviously, that's why they do it, because <laughs> uh, because you're not supposed to like it. But three and a half would make you feel a lot better. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's a solid call as well. We're going to get into Survivor tomorrow, but I guess the one that stands out most to me right now is Jacksonville Jaguars and the Minnesota Vikings. Sure. Well, uh, the Jaguars no, against the Titans I, with like Blaine Gabbard.
0: I'm taking the Vikings. I did, almost did that last week with the Texans and Blaine Gabbard. Yeah. Not doing it again. Just against. play
2: every team against the Bills, right? But so eventually I'm, they're going to win one, Greg.
0: Not against the Vikings, they won't. Yeah. They, they'll probably be the Jets. I'm, I'm taking the Vikings. <laughs> all right. I'm going to continue in your rankings here. I, as I, I said off the air to you, I'm starting Ryan Fitzpatrick this week over Andrew Luck. Fitzpatrick is number seven in your QB rankings. Andrew Luck all the way down at number 15.
2: And I've wrestled with this one a little bit, uh, just being Ryan Fitzpatrick, because Joe Hayden is expected to return. Their defense is much better when Joe Hayden plays, obviously, for the Steelers' defense. And it just seems like Ryan Fitzpatrick is due for one of those games where he just comes back to earth. I think there's going to be points scored in this game. I still have him ranked as my seventh quarterback. That's kind of me giving respect to Ryan Fitzpatrick based sure. on what he's done so far this season, uh, being you know the number one quarterback. So far this year. So uh, I think you still have to rank him inside your top 10. That's where I have him. But I wouldn't be surprised if he goes out there and throws, what, 275-2? and Like, it's not one of these monster games that we've seen from him before. I think he'll still be viable. I just don't know that he has the upside that we've seen out of him the first two weeks.
0: All right. That's Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm buying in. First two weeks, more points than any human on the planet in the history of fantasy football. I'm buying in against Pittsburgh defense that's gotten lit up, and it's just simply not the same without Ryan Shazier in the lineup. Uh, Let me move. Any other quarterbacks you want to hit on, or can I move on?
2: Uh, I have Deshaun Watson ranked as my 12th quarterback this week, which is lower than the consensus. I have him four spots lower. Consensus has him as the 8th ranked quarterback. I just really don't want to trust these quarterbacks behind really bad offensive lines. Like, if I miss out on a week where Deshaun Watson goes off against the Giants defense, which has looked pretty good, um, you know, by starting like a Ryan Fitzpatrick over him or a Matthew Stafford or Matt Ryan, three guys who clearly have better matchups than Deshaun Watson, then so be it. I just don't want to trust any of these guys who have Terrible offensive lines, and while I'm on that topic, I have Russell Wilson as my 14th ranked quarterback, so clearly not very high on him this week either.
0: You also have Matt Stafford at number 10, and that's interesting. It's a revenge game, Sunday night football. Matt Patricia, who, of course, coordinated the Patriots defense for years, facing his old team, and very, very interesting to figure out what intel he can give Matthew Stafford um, on Sunday night. So I'm very, very interested uh, in that one. We also got a question in regards to that game. Who would you rather start this week, Chris Hogan or Kenny Galladay?
2: I'm going to continue to ride with Kenny Galladay. I think it is very close, um, but just based on the target share that he's seen and I can see the Lions being down in this game, that's why I like Stafford a lot. Um, he had an atrocious week one, Stafford that is, but bounced back last week, finished as a top 10 quarterback, threw for you know nearly 350 yards and three touchdowns, and we just saw Blake Portals throw for four touchdowns against this New England Patriots defense. So for those reasons, I like Stafford and I like Kenny Galladay a little bit more than I do Chris Hogan this week.
0: Amazing, the fall from grace
2: that you, Chris Hogan's had, it. even in your mind, who's the highest guy uh, that I know, Chris Hogan. Well, I still have Chris Hogan ranked inside my top 24. I just have Kenny Galladay ranked higher. I'm very bullish on just the Lions passing attack this week.
0: I'll go to your, I'll go to your wide receivers next, then. Uh, do you want me to, I'm going to look PPR? Because you don't let me do the half points. So I'm, I'm going to look... Um, you have Kenny Galladay at number 21. You have Chris Hogan at 24. Uh, Golden Tate sits at 16. Marvin Jones at 25. So three Lions wide receivers inside your top 25 here this week. Interesting. Uh, you have Quincy and Noonwood tonight. I wanted to focus on that. You have Quincy and what tonight uh, inside your top 20, actually at number 20. And there's been some concern that, hey, Denzel Ward could be on Quincy and Noonwood tonight. How come you're confident with a new one in your top 20?
2: So I think that. Quincy Inunua is the guy that they move all around the field. They're not just going to keep him on the outside. And the same thing goes for the slot. They actually use him more as a slot receiver with Robbie Anderson and Terrell Pryor on the outside. And according to Pro Football Focus, they expect Brian Body Calhoun to be the guy who is mostly guarding Quincy Inunua in okay. the slot. Uh, Denzel Ward, according to PFF, has not been shadowing any wide receivers. So based on what the way that they've used him in the first two weeks, I wouldn't expect him to shadow any one wide receiver tonight. Uh, even with Quincy Nuna getting off to the hot start, uh, with his target share and the way um, Sam Darnold just looks his way, uh, especially in PPR, I think he's easily a wide receiver too this week.
0: You also have Amari Cooper pretty high up in your rankings. He sits currently at number 18. Uh, the Miami defense has been very, very good as of late. In fact, Number Fire uh, projects them as the number one defense this week. So it's the toughest matchup for Amari Cooper. Uh, to have. He's had really tough matches the last two weeks. He dominated, of course, last week against Denver. The week before, he was non-existent. Why are you buying back in on Amari Cooper?
2: Yeah, so against the Jets last week, I watched that entire game. Dolphins actually allowed 15 receptions for 202 yards against just their wide receivers. That's 33.2 PPR points last week. I think the Dolphins' secondary is solid. I think we underrated their defensive line more, and their pass rushers. Uh, so I think the Dolphins' defense is legit. I like them for fantasy purposes this week, just because Derek Carr overall hasn't looked great. The John Gruden offense hasn't looked great. But the way that Amari Cooper was targeted last week, targeted 10 times, caught all 10 of those, and really bounced back, had over 100 yards receiving, I think they go back to that well once again. There's really just three names that operate in this Raiders offense. It's Marshawn Lynch, it's Amari Cooper, and if he's getting double teamed, it's going to be Jared Cook. So... I just think, based on volume, he's a top 20 wide receiver this week.
0: Okay, fair enough. Uh, Any other, I guess one other wide receiver I wanted to point out before I moved on uh, was Brandon Cooks. You have him outside your top 24, Cooper Cup inside the top 24, um, and Robert Woods at number 33. So Woods third out of the Rams wide receivers this week. How did you decide how you were going to break those three down?
2: Again, it didn't work out last week, but um, I think Cooper Cup is the safest this week going up against the Chargers because they have very strong cornerbacks on the outside with Casey Hayward and Trevor Williams. So I think, to me, this Cooper Cup has the safest floor. He's targeted in the red zone, and he has the best matchup going up against this Chargers defense. That's why I have him ranked the highest. And then Brandon Cooks, to me, every week it's going to be kind of hard to figure out who is the premier cornerback on the other team going to be shadowing. And I think, based on what Brandon Cooks has done this year to this point, I think the Chargers are going to come into this game and say, you know what, let's take Brandon Cooks out of the equation. Let's take this deep threat out. Uh, He's been dominating opposing defenses in the first two weeks. Let's take him out of the equation, and let's make Jared Goff and Todd Gurley and the guys beat us without Brandon Cooks. And I think Casey Hayward's going to spend a lot of time on Brandon Cooks in this matchup. So that's why I have him ranked a little bit lower than he normally is. I would normally have him ranked inside my top 24, but because of that matchup, uh, I have him more so as a high end wide receiver three this week, right? Now.
0: All right, so there you go. Um, let me take some calls 844 843 6879. We are still going to get uh, into our betting props coming up in about five minutes from now. Uh, let's go with one call here. It's Brian in Florida. What's up, Brian?
1: Hey, how's it going, guys? Thanks for taking my call. What's going on? Um, I got a few questions for you guys. Uh, I'm in our standard league, um, and uh, just wondering I got a trade offer here. Um, I have AB. Um, with Mike Evans, and um, and
0: then he also wants Andy Dalton. And
1: he is giving me back uh, Odell Beckham, Tyreek Hill, and Jared Goff. What do you guys
2: think? Right. So what was the – I missed the first part of the trade. It's OBJ, Tyreek Hill, and Jared Goff. That's what you're getting in return, you said, correct? Yeah.
1: Yes, that's what I'm getting in return, and I'm giving him Antonio
2: Brown, Mike Evans, and Andy Dalton. Is this, and this is what? a standard. What, this is a standard. So Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, and Andy Dalton, for OBJ, Tyreek Hill, and Jared Goff. Wow, this is a close one, Greggy. It's tough for me, I know, too. It's a, it's a big trade. Yeah, this is this is a I'm, very I'm good trade. Two, I'm only two in the league right now, uh, so I'm not sure. I don't know
1: what do you guys think. I need to make a big move,
2: or yeah, I don't. I don't think this really moves the needle. Regardless, like Agreed. even if you make this trade, I think it's kind of a wash. I, I still believe that Antonio Brown is the best player in this deal, um, and I think Mike Evans and Tyreek Hill are plo- closer than people realize a- as well. Uh, and Andy Dalton, I actually have a stat on him that I saw from Field Yates on Twitter over his last 16 games under Bill Lazor, the offensive coordinator of the Bengals. He has 31 touchdown passes, just nine interceptions. So Andy Dalton's actually been better than we think, and I actually like him this week against the Carolina Panthers. I'm not, I'm not making this trade, Greg.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't think you need to. It just doesn't move the needle enough, and it doesn't make you better in any specific area enough. Um. So I'm probably out on the deal as well. We appreciate the call. With that, we want to sign off of YouTube for today. Of course, we continue on with the podcast live on the radio for the next five minutes or so. And we're going to do, and if you are listening there, please subscribe to the podcast, rate us five stars, uh, leave a comment, and all that great stuff. Let's go back to the phone lines right now and listen to Darren in Philly. What's up, Darren? Hey, guys. What's up? How's it going? Oh, great, man. What's up? taking my
1: call. Uh, I got a, someone sent me a trade. They want Julian Edelman. My Julian Element for Lamar Miller on the PPR league. So this is the thing, um, my wide re- receivers is a little sketchy, so I'm kind of waiting on Element to come back just because
2: I lost uh, Doug Bowen and I lost Marquise Goodwin, so here, I'm really rocking with down
0: Darren, here, here's the problem. Lamar Miller sucks, and you, you, you should not <laughs> yeah. trade anything for Lamar Miller.
1: Yeah, Cor- Cor- Corey would agree with you on that.
0: <laughs> he, agrees with me. he absolutely agrees with me on that, I can promise you. Lamar Miller sucks, and you don't want to trade for him. Absolutely not. Who are your current running backs? doesn't
2: matter. I need to know. It doesn't matter who his running backs are. I, just... I need to know. Who are your current running backs? Uh, uh Ezekiel Elliott, um, Royce Freeman, Alex Collins, and Aaron Jones. All right, I'm with Greg on this one. Lamar Miller sucks. You got- We're keeping Julian Edelman. You are
0: absolutely right. We are keeping Julian Edelman. Tonight, Browns and the Jets. Thursday night football. Jets are three-point dogs in the dog pound. The over-under sits
2: at 40 and a half. It's actually moved up to 41. It's slowly moving up. It started at like 38. Everyone's just... People are loving Cleveland tonight. Yeah.
0: Loving them. I'm thinking the Jets plus three. Really, Greg? Yeah. What's your rationale? Uh, everyone loves Cleveland. Everyone's just buying into Cleveland because they should have won at least one, if not both, of the first two games. Does Cleveland win the game outright? I don't, I don't have to pick that. I'm picking the Jets plus three.
2: The, he, no, I think the Cleveland— so that is, I mean, that means I think, you're rooting for a push because, I mean, two or one-point losses I think think. I think Cleveland. I think Cleveland loses. I think they go home oh, and Craig. I get
0: it. Music to my ears. I I do, in all honesty. Like, last week at this time, we are all talking about the Jets. How could the Jets be underdogs at the time to the Dolphins at home? What are we missing? Now they're only three-point favorites. And the Dolphins, for much of that game, walloped them until the Jets came back, and their own mistakes cost them, and they could have won that game pretty easily. No one's talking about that anymore. Now it's all about the Browns. Don't forget how good the Jets were at this point last week. I like the Jets plus three tonight.
2: If this was 3.5, I would like it a lot more. And it actually moved up to 3.5, but then a lot of money obviously coming in on the Jets, and it uh, it swung back to Cleveland, a three-point favorite here. I think there's a lot of familiarity between both teams. Obviously, Todd Bowles knows Tyrod Taylor uh, from his days with the Buffalo Bills. He knows Jarvis Landry. So I think both teams, um, I think there's some familiarity. But you mentioned growing pains and the mistakes from Sam Darnold and the Jets last week. I think we're going to see more of those tonight because the the Cleveland Browns defense is legit, Greg. It absolutely is. Definitely. Limited the Saints defense to just 21 points a week ago. And then we saw what they did in terms of turnovers against Big Ben and the Steelers in week one. So I think we get a few turnovers tonight. I like the Browns defense a lot. If You're playing like a Thursday through Sunday slate for for FanDuel or just a Thursday slate overall. I like the Browns defense for both uh, for daily and for season long tonight. Um, I think Anun was in play. Jarvis Landry's in play, obviously. Uh, Carlos Hyde's a top-20 running back for me. I think the Browns win this game, uh, and I'll take the under as well. I think it's like a a 21-17, 21-14 rounds. I'm taking the over.
0: We've been wrong about this under thing on Thursday nights the last two weeks. Look, I'm going over.
2: Typically, just don't bet on Thursday night games yeah. because they're completely unpredictable. Totally. Like, all the data that we had the past couple of years between the Bengals and the Ravens said that they play to the under. Very often. Way over in the first way quarter. over. They the were over quarter. in the first half last yeah. week. So, uh, honestly, I think the play tonight, the safest play is the Browns' money line, no, because I think they win this game. The
0: safest play is Isaiah Crowell, plus 200, to score a you touchdown like tonight. I love
2: that. Revenge game, like, you right? You can actually
0: go bet that. It's a revenge game. You know Bowles is going to get him in the end zone against the Browns. Absolutely love that, plus 200 tonight.
2: Yeah, that was one player prop. I threw a few more in here. Josh Gordon is now gone for this team. David Njoku, over 31.5 receiving love yards. Love it. I love like it. that tonight, minus 102. Jarvis Landry, 63.5 receiving yards. Love it. like it as well. And noon, over four and a half receptions, you're only getting that at minus 168. That's easy. I don't love that one. That's easy, Greg. I don't love that one. Target it ten times. Catch at least five of them. Fantasy Football Frenzy
0: is up next. Jim Day, Chris Ventura, and of course, Corey Parsons. Frank Stample, I'm Greg Sussman. We'll do it all again tomorrow. We We hope. hope.